Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Just a few minutes this evening as we've kind of dedicated these next uh, several Sundays to what we would call healing school or studying divine healing. We may do this for quite a while. The Lord really put into my spirit to teach the Word of God, to teach healing till people are healed. Amen. And let me just uh, re- re- recite a little testimony. Years ago, holding a revival, actually for uh, Pastor Randy Ayers. You can turn to Mark chapter 5 this evening. For Pastor Randy Ayers, teaching on the subject of faith. In teaching on the subject of faith, we did make mention of healing, divine healing, healing uh, manifesting by the power of God, by the anointing of God. And a particular evening, I believe it was on a Tuesday evening, if I'm not mistaken, a woman lingered after the service, met Pastor Randy and I as we exited out of the office and told how he had, she had come uh, to the service that night blind, legally blind by cataracts that had formed in her eyes. And now that night we didn't lay hands on the sick. Uh, that night we didn't minister by the gifts of the Spirit in any way. If I remember that night, we just taught the Word and then dismissed. That's all we did. But she said as the Word was taught, She just said within herself, within her own heart and spirit, well, I believe I receive. I believe the word that is being taught. And she said, just like scales falling off of her eyes, she said, my eyes instantly cleared up and I was totally healed. Well, we didn't lay hands on her. We didn't operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost in any way or function. But by the word, just by the word of God, healing came to her. Well, the same thing's true with us today. The Bible says he sent his word, it fell upon Israel and healed them. The Bible shows us that the Word of God is medicine indeed. The book of Proverbs tells us that. So here's the deal. You're here tonight taking good medicine. Amen. Amen. It's not anything that will addict or, uh, addict or afflict you. It's something that will cause healing to manifest in your body. Now, Mark chapter 5, I, I, it's kind of the standard for faith preachers of preaching just about any subject. Definitely for healing. We know Brother Hagen. God gave him revelation. Brother Kenneth E. Hagin was a man in the previous generation. Ministry lasted into the first part. Uh, I believe he went on to be with the Lord in 2003. Uh, but uh, uh, primarily into the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, his ministry really exploded. Uh, a real prophet of faith. Uh, God blessed him and gave him great revelation of the subject of faith. Now, According to his teaching, God gave him revelation on this particular scripture. We know the woman with the issue of blood. He wrote a little mini book on it called How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. The Lord spoke to him in a supernatural vision and said, if you will follow the principles in this scripture, in this particular story, you can get anything you want from God. There's simple simple principles in the scripture. Amen. Always remember this. Getting healed. Healing manifesting in you. Because it's already yours. It belongs to you because of salvation. But getting it to operate physically in your body so that the disease is gone and you're declared healed and whole by those that are around you and your body tells you that you're healed and whole is not complicated. I, I need a better amen than that. Now, 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 man may try and complicate it. Man may try to put stipulations on it. Uh, man may try to, uh, in some way, manipulate uh, the revelation. But I don't care what man tries to do. It's still easy to get healed. Let me say that again. It's still easy to get healed. I want everybody to say that tonight. Say, it's easy to get healed. Say, it's easy to get healed. Because I am healed, I will be healed. 
it's easy to get healed. Amen. Because, see, the enemy will try to do just the opposite into your mind. Well, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. You haven't done this, you haven't done It's amazing how he'll give you 15 loops to jump through, and once you've jumped through that 15, he comes up with 65 more. Don't listen to the devil. I said, don't listen to the devil. I believe that many of you are going to be healed instantaneously just by teaching the Word of God. You may not feel anything. You may not sense anything, but you'll know something. You'll walk out here with a knowing in your spirit. Well, that's it. That's all I needed right there. Information of the Word of God. I am the healed of God, and you'll walk out of here with that in your spirit. Amen? Now, this is a great scripture beginning there in verse 25. It said, A certain woman which had, woman who had an issue of blood 12 years has suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of the plague. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now let me read that second portion, uh, that second part of that last scripture one more time. Jesus, he said unto her, Daughter, now notice this, Daughter, thy faith, meaning the faith belonging to her, the faith that she was operating in, the faith that was in her heart. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, Jesus is identifying that which is operating in her life that brought healing to her body, that brought wholeness to her situation. Now, we know, we're not... We're not ignorant of the reality that it was the power of Jesus, the power of God operating through the Lord Jesus Christ that healed her. The Bible says that he felt what? Virtue. Another translation of the word virtue is power. That power flowed out of him into her body, removing sickness and disease. It says she had an issue of blood, which means what? The blood stopped flowing. There was no longer an issue, a coming forth of the blood. It stopped flowing. Now, a great revelation and a great understanding in this portion of Scripture is this. Jesus was not looking for a woman with an issue of blood to heal her. But there was a woman with an issue of blood looking for Jesus to heal her. Which is a great revelation when it comes to the will of God for healing. If it was the will of God for healing, let me say it like this. If it wasn't the will of God for her to be healed, how did she get healed? Let me say that again. If it wasn't the will of God, she didn't go around saying, well, if I can figure out if this is the will of God or not, I'll be healed. No, she must have heard enough in the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ for her to figure out, that guy's got some power in him. That guy's got some power in him. And if I can get to the source of that power, I can get healed. That's all there is to it. That's what her faith dictated. That's what her faith said. So understand, let this settle in your spirit. You can initiate your healing. You can initiate it. We know healing belongs to us through the redemptive package, but you can come to Jesus without any reservation of whether or not it's the will of God or not. Let me say it like this. It is as much the will of God that you be healed as it is that you be saved. 
Oh, where'd my shouts go? It's as much the will of God that you be healed as it is that you be saved. Amen. So she initiated that, Jesus identifying what it was that brought healing to her, which was faith. Now, back up to the 25th verse. Certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had, was nothing better but rather grew worth. Now, let's just for a moment touch on the medical aspect of this. A lot has been said over the years about how God uses medicine to heal. Well, let me just say this. I do not see anywhere in the Word of God where there's anything negative about medicine. And there's nothing wrong with doctors. But now, let me qualify this. God doesn't need them to heal anybody. God doesn't need any procedure. God doesn't need any prescription. God doesn't need any medication. Now, your faith may be at the level in which you need a doctor. And if your faith is on the level in which you need a doctor, that's the level you need to operate on. It's better to live than die. I said it's better to live than die. I remember when Brother Osteen, he had a quadruple bypass. Several years before, he had believed God, and they declared him healed. Well, that thing came back upon him, and actually, in a real crisis, he was rushed to the hospital, and some of the top heart surgeons operated on him, and he got a lot of criticism. A lot of people go, well, where was your faith? Where was your faith? Where was your faith? Well, he got up and said, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I thank God that the doctors knew enough to, to perform the surgery that they needed to on him so that he would be able to live a few more years and preach the gospel. Don't be, don't be stupid when it comes to, to, to medicine and doctors and that sort of thing. But there's been a lot said about, well, how God uses medicine. God uses God use doctors. No, doctors know what they know to do. And they do it based on the education that they have. But we're not talking about medical science healing or treating you. We're talking about the divine power of Almighty God manifesting itself, driving out sickness, driving out disease, dissolving tumors, dissolving growths, healing injuries, and bringing health to your body. That's where God gets the maximum glory right there. Amen. So we see right here, now this is an important point. We see here it says she had suffered many things of many physicians had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. Listen, if it ain't working, it ain't working. I said, if it ain't working, it ain't working. And there may come a point in you believing God. Now let me just say it like this and make sure it's God. There may come a point in you believing God where medicine and faith part company. Now a lot of people get real afraid when they hear things like that, but you don't have to be afraid because if you got faith, you won't have fear. But there are times when doctors look at you and shake their head and say, ain't nothing we can do. Or there are other times, I've seen this happen, very peculiar, where doctors look at you and say, we can't figure out what in the world's wrong with you. And you'd be sick as a dog. And they look at you and say, we just can't figure out what in the world's going on in your body. We can't figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling. We can't figure out why you're manifesting these symptoms. Well, we know that's a spirit of infirmity trying to do that. Amen. And there is a spiritual connection to sickness and disease where the adversary will get, and I've heard many testimonies, especially men that operate in the discerning of spirits, where they actually would see some type of spirit upon somebody. And all in their body would be cancer, or be all kinds of disease and stuff like that. And they'd speak to that spirit and say, in the name of Jesus, come out of those people. And they'd come out of them and God would manifest total healing in their body. Amen. Learn to speak to whatever it is that's in your body.
as an entity. It has a name. Use that name, then use the greater name. Don't be afraid of the name of arthritis. Don't be afraid of the name of diabetes. Don't be afraid of the name of cancer. Don't be afraid of the, uh, the name heart. But you speak to it. And you speak to it in the name of Jesus. And you, you, you use the authority. What we just teach on this morning on the uh, uh, restored dominion, power, authority. Resist the devil. Stand. Humble yourself. Submit to God. Stand in your authority. Speak to those conditions of your body, whatever it may be, and speak to them over and over and then continually thank God that you're healed. 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 Continually remind your body. Continually remind your body that over 2,000 years ago, healing was purchased for you. Continually remind your body you are the healed of God. Continually speak to your body and say, sickness and disease cannot find a place of lasting habitation in me. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Cancer and the Holy Ghost do not live in the same temple. Somebody's got to leave, it ain't going to be the Holy Ghost. Diabetes and the Holy Ghost don't live in the same temple. Somebody's going to leave and it ain't going to be the Holy Ghost. Arthritis and the Holy Ghost don't live in the same temple. Somebody's got to leave and it's not going to be the Holy Ghost. Amen. So as you declare these things by faith, there may be times in which medicine and faith part company. But you be led by the Spirit. You use wisdom. Amen. Notice this. She'd, she'd, she'd had all kind of treatment. Wasn't getting any better, but was getting worse. And it spent all of her money. Amen. Now, let me just say something. Thank God for politicians and what they try to do. But Obamacare is not our answer for divine health. I said, Obama, thank God for, for Brother Obama and all he's trying to do for people to relieve pain and suffering. But it's not our answer. Our answer is Jesus Christ. Now, Notice this. This is a key point. It said, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. Now, there is an element of exposure when it comes to sickness and disease. We live in what's called the information age. You can get on your computer and print out volumes on the common cold, on a wart. I mean, much less cancer or arthritis or anything else. You know what I'm saying? You can print volumes on it. And people tend to do that. They tend to research their condition. Now, let me just say this. The more you research your condition, the more you are adding to the ability of that condition to get a stronghold in you. Because what you are doing, you are educating your mind with the problem. Let me try that again. You are educating your mind with the problem. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Holy Ghost just said this on the inside of me, and I think this is a revelation. You are conforming to the problem instead of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You should at least give the same amount of attention to the Word of God as you're giving to any doctor's report or anything else you are investigating about your current condition. I would say you should double up on the Word. I said, I, should, I would say you should double up on the Word of God. Expose yourself more to the Word. You say, why? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And listen, even with many of the major sicknesses and disease of today, they know it's there. They just don't really know why it's there or how it got there. They say stress is one of the major triggers in the lives of people that cause heart disease, cancer, 
arthritis. I know when it comes to arthritis, especially that crippling arthritis that really cripples you up, many times that comes about because of bitterness. You, tell, you find some old mean somebody that's lived their life bitter and mad at everybody, and they'll cripple up with that arthritis. The Bible says this is rottenness in your bones. See, there are all kinds of reasons they come to try to come. Well, it's your diet. See, this week it's your diet. Next week you don't, you're not taking enough vitamins. The next week you need your spine aligned. Uh, you know, the week after that uh, you, need to, you need to have acupuncture. Uh, you know, the week after that, you can't eat butter or eggs. Then the week after that, no, you need to eat butter and eggs. Come on, am I right? I mean, if it's not one thing, it's the, it's the next. Don't be near as concerned about all of that as you are about the Word of God. One of the old ministers that I knew went on to be with the Lord, Brother Lester Summerall. Man, I never seen a man eat like him. He ate and ate. And I ate breakfast time. He'd sit down at breakfast. He'd eat eggs and bacon and pancakes and black coffee and, and biscuits and gravy and just wolf it down. And you know what he said? He said, I never let, me, I never let my body tell me what I am or, gonna, am or, am or am not going to do. He said, I never let my body tell me how I feel. I tell my body how I feel. And you know, when he went on to be with the Lord, he shut his body down by his own confession. He told his, he told his secretary, I'm finished. I'm going home to be with the Lord. And his body shut down. They were flying on his private jet. And by the time they landed, they had to come get him with a stretcher, put him in the, put him in the hospital. And he went on to be with the Lord three days later. He said, why? He kept himself alive by the word of God. You can, you can take all of the right vitamins, all of the right supplements, or have all of the right treatments, but nothing replaces hearing the word of God. Nothing replaces hearing the Word of God. The Word of God is your health. The Word of God is your healing. The Word of God in your heart and the Word of God in your mind and the Word of God in your mouth will bring the healing that abides in your spirit. It will bring it out into your body. Just going around saying, I'm the healed of God. Thank you, Father. By His stripes, I was healed. Thank you, Father. The law of the spirit of life in Christ makes me free from the law of sin and death. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it abides, it dwells, it quickens, it makes alive my mortal. It says in the King James, your mortal body, that word mortal means death doomed. That means in your death doomed body, the word of God is giving you life. Life is bubbling up out of your spirit. See, your, your, your spirit man is not aging. Your spirit man is not deteriorating. Your spirit man is not getting weak. Your spirit man does not, has not been diagnosed with a disease. It's your flesh where you're battle, battling, and the battleground happens in your mind. So when you make a decision, I'm going to begin to hear and hear. Not having heard, but hear and hear and hear. I'm going to continually hear. Get you some cassette tapes. Get you some cassette tapes. Get you some CDs. You can't, even, you can't even find a cassette recorder anymore. I know I tried to find one. I had some old cassette tapes I wanted to listen to. They don't even make them anymore. Amen. Get you a CD. What's that little thing I got in my truck? What's that called? An iPod. You no, know, that's not an 8-track, Dad. They definitely don't make those anymore. You got to go to a pawn shop and get one of those. I got a little iPod. iPod. It's got 15,000 messages on it. 
I listen to them over and over. Right now, I'm going through all the teaching on the gifts of the Spirit by Brother J.R. Goodwin. Over and over and over. There's all kinds of healing. Get you some CDs. Get you an iPod. Load it on. The, if nothing else, you take and read the Bible. Write down the scriptures that you're standing on. Expose yourself over and over and over and over to the Word of God. There's power in the Word. There's anointing in the Word. There's healing in the Word. There's authority in the Word. What you need is in the Word. Begin to declare it. Begin to meditate on it. Begin to study. See, you know all these things, but it's not till you implement and begin to walk in them that they begin to manifest in your body. Then talk to your body. Look at yourself in the mirror and point at yourself. Talk to your body. Disease and sickness, talk to it. Use your authority. Do not let it abide or stay in you. Amen? It says, for, how's my time? We'll close with this. This will help you. For she said, now notice this. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be healed. Now, this is really good. Let your faith dictate your path of healing. Let your faith, not my faith, not the preacher you're listening to. Let your now listen. She heard of Jesus. Now, when she heard of Jesus, what she heard of Jesus helped her formulate her path, her way in which she was going to get healed. She said, "If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be." Healed. She could have said, "When I see him, I'll be healed." She could have said, "When I hear his voice, I'll be healed." Are you with me? She could have said. When I come into the same city, she could have said anything. But what she did say was what? Something specific that became her path to a manifestation of healing. Now, one particular time, I was way down in my back. I, I don't know what I'd done. I'd wrenched it somehow, done something. And it was painful. And having to travel at that time, it was even uh, worse because either driving or flying, it just made it worse. And so at that time, on weekends when I was home, the pastor whose, whose, whose church I was attending, many times on a Saturday afternoon, he and I would meet together, just he and I, and we'd pray at the church. At that time, the church was a, a, in a smaller building, and so we'd meet and pray. And so I was just, you know, thanking God for my healing and rejoicing over my healing. And, and as I walked and thanked God, I could feel that pain in my back. And then the Holy Ghost said to me, just walk over to the pastor, walk over to the man of God and have him lay hands on you you'll be totally healed. Well, I walked over to him, and I said, Pastor, would you mind laying hands on me? I'm having some problems with my back. He said, I sure will. As soon as he laid hands on me, that pain left, never came back. Well, that's back in the 80s in, the, in which that happened. Now, I remember another particular time I had fallen skiing. Lee and I were up in Sun Valley, and it was one of those days in which it was the, the, the snow and the, and, the, and the sky were the same color. And there was a ski school in front of me, and I was coming down the hill, and so I tried to go around them, and this whole road just kind of fell in and crumbled me down and twisted my legs and popped both of my knees. You can ask Lee. I laid up in the bed, what, three days while she enjoyed a ski vacation. Well, I just laid up in the bed rejoicing, thanking God that I was, and then came straight home and went to Nicaragua with Alan and, and I think Roland and us went on a crusade in Nicaragua. This was in 1993, I think it was. Now, I was hurting. I was crippled. I mean, I'd stand behind the pulpit. I like to walk on a, I'd just stand behind the pulpit and teach and teach the Word of God. And man, it was painful. And I went and talked to a couple of people. They said, oh, this is what you've done. You've torn this. You've done this. This has happened. You'll need surgery. This is. Well, I started praying, Lord, what do I do?
Well, I didn't hear anything. What do I do, Lord? What's my path of healing? Well, I didn't hear anything. Now, after I got back from Nicaragua, the next week, I was in Corpus Christi, Texas, beginning a Sunday through Wednesday revival meeting at Pastor Gloria Fajardo's church, Cathedral of, uh, Cathedral of the Palms there in Corpus Christi. On Sunday morning, as they begin to praise and worship God, I mean, the praises of God were going up. You could feel the tangible anointing. The Lord spoke to me and said, dance and you'll be healed. Well, I got up and started dancing. And I want you to know I danced all across that platform. I danced up the stairs and back down the stairs where the choir and the musicians were. Then I danced back down and plopped down on the, uh, they had on uh, that church where uh, the minister sat on the platform. Plopped down where I'm supposed to sit on the platform and my knees were throbbing. Felt like somebody was beating my knees with hammers. So I got up and just stood behind the pulpit and taught the word of God. And I remember going out to dinner with them and coming back, going to the hotel room and laying down, taking a little nap, falling asleep for about 30 minutes and woke up and there's no pain in my knees whatsoever. Hadn't had a problem with them since then. See, that was what the Lord said then. But there have been other times when the Lord would say, I remember when I had an attack of appendicitis. And I kept rebuking the Lord. I think I'm thinking it was the devil. The Lord telling me, go to the doctor and have surgery. And I kept saying, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm saying, and then finally I figured out it was the Lord talking to me. And I went to the hospital and had surgery, had my appendix removed. Amen. So that was another pathway for healing. Another time, problems having with my throat. Brother Kenneth Hagin called me out of a meeting. And said, you know, uh, a word of wisdom, excuse me, word of knowledge about the throat needing to be laid hands on my throat. Hadn't had a problem with my throat since then. See, those are the ways God moves. But you've got to say, okay, Lord, where and how is my faith going to operate? Am I going to sit in the service and just hear the word? Am I going to have hands laid on me? Do I need to go to the doctor? What do I need to do? God will give you a path to your healing. The woman's path was what? When I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. So what did she have to do? Isn't that simple? What did she? She had to touch the hem of his garment. Now, there, let, me, let me close with this, my last closing. When I was in Bible school, a gentleman came to our Bible school. Brother, brother uh, Clarence Matheny was his name. He's gone on to be with, his, uh, be with the Lord. He was powerfully used of God in Africa. Now, his wife had developed a cough that had last, lasted over a decade. And they had believed God and they had prayed and they had every person you could think of lay hands and pray. And she still suffered with this cough, especially in the night. And so one night as she was in a coughing fit, he cried out to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him and said this, Now you go in the kitchen and you take a glass and put it, fill it with water. And you take a teaspoon of vinegar and pour it into that water and you tell her to drink it. Well, he came into the room, said, here, drink this water. She drank it, was totally healed. Never had a problem since then. But did you know vinegar and water are not the, are not the uh, medicine you need to heal a cough? That was just what God spoke to him to do. That was his point of contact, his faith. Dr. Oral Roberts had an attack in the latter years of his life in which the enemy came on him physically. Uh, Leah, when Leah and, I, Leah and I were with him one time, Leah had to put uh, eye drops in his eyes three times a day, the days that we were with Dr. Roberts, because of this physical attack that had come upon his body. And it was a severe attack. While he was in the hospital, he was comatose. He came to himself, and the Lord spoke to him and said, tell your wife to do this. He said, number one, stand on Psalms 91. Begin to speak Psalms 91 over Dr. Roberts. He's telling this to his wife. Speak Psalms 91 over. Then he said this. He said, tell your wife to go write the largest check you can write 
and give it to this certain ministry. Told her, told uh, him the ministry to give it to. Now you can't buy a miracle. You can't buy healing. But God was giving him what? A path, a way. If I may touch but the hem of his God. That, was, that is exactly what God was doing with Dr. Roberts. You do that. One time he was bleeding profusely out of his nose, laying in the emergency room. And you know what the Lord spoke to him? He said, lay your hand on yourself. He said, there's healing power in your hand. Lay your hand. He said, he laid his hand on himself and instantly the blood quit flowing just like that. Well, what is it the Lord is speaking to you? If he's not speaking anything, then keep seeking the, keep seeking the Lord. Keep hearing. Keep hearing. Keep hearing till God says, okay, here's your path. This is the way you need to go. This is the way you need to go. And I guarantee you, God will give you the path. You will know what to do and healing will manifest in your body because it belongs to you. God will never do anything to withhold healing from any person who is seeking to be healed. Let me say that again. God will not do anything to withhold healing from any person who is seeking to be healed. Amen. You love the Lord? Well, lift up your hands tonight. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you as we continue in your word. We become your disciples indeed. We shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. I come into agreement with every person in this house tonight who is believing you for healing and for all of us that are standing and walking and believing for divine health in our bodies. Thank you that every sickness, thank you that every disease, no matter how great or how small, has been taken care of by the stripes laid upon Jesus' back. Thank you that healing is in us. It is in our spirit. And it's finding its way out of our spirit into our physical bodies so that we might be made totally whole. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. As we leave tonight, thank you for your provision. Psalms 91, there shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague, especially, Lord, as we are centering on and focusing on the subject of healing. We declare, neither shall any plague come to our dwelling place. Therefore, during these winter months, the holiday season, into January, February, March, as the weather goes from the extremes of the heat to the cold, we declare no flu, no colds, no allergies, no sickness, no disease of any kind, no plague of sickness and disease shall come to our dwelling place. We rejoice, Lord, that you give your angels charge over us. Thank you, Father, as we travel on the highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, or any other way of travel or transportation, we are blessed, protected, and kept safe by the goodness of God. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411. 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.